Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So the date we're looking at this time is the 25th of May and in 1946 in Paris, France... Marcel Petieu was executed, having been found guilty of, among many other crimes, 26 murders. The popular press dubbed him Dr. Satan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I should say Dr. Satan. Because one thing the devil needs is a medical degree. Yeah, quite right. <laughs> the, um, what was his chosen, uh, now obviously <laughs> I don't know anything about this, what was his chosen method of killing? Well, like all doctors, <laughs> they was he a doctor? killing. But... Yes, hence the title Doctor. Yeah, but I thought that was a nickname. Well, the Satan part was the nickname. The Doctor part was there oh, because right. he was oh, a okay. doctor. Um, oh, right. Sorry, I thought that was just a... Right, okay. <laughs> He's actual Satan. For nickname, we'll call him <laughs> Doctor Satan. Uh, it's Satine, actually. Right, okay. So he was a was he a GP? He was a GP, yes. Was a it? general practitioner. Right, okay. So, Shipman. Like Shipman. Right. Yeah. Harold yeah. Shipman, everyone, for <laughs> you murdering doctor fans. <laughs> he was kind of a like a the love child of Shipman and Henri Landreau. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Laundrie we talked about before, Bluebeard. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, Harold Shipman we haven't talked about. But less romantic than Laundrie. But less romantic. A bit too recent. A bit recent for us. Shipman. But yeah. he killed over 200 people. Sure. So he was better than. <laughs> More proficient. <laughs> yeah. So. Certainly a higher scoring trump card. Well, yeah. So what was his. Uh, he would he administer he, yes. things. He would kill by lethal injection. Really, really? Like Shipman. Like Root. No, un- unlike me, <laughs> he would kill people by like lethal injection. Like Rue, who's got a tickly cough, would he have killed Rue with a lethal injection, even though he came to the doctors with, Doctor, I've got a slightly tickly cough. <laughs> <laughs> well, or were they... Probably not. Specific demographic. They were a specific demographic, yes. We, well, let's, um, let's talk about who, who he... Yes. And then we'll get into his crimes. So his name was Marcel André Henri Félix Petiot. C'est un Français. Il s'appelle Marcel. When he was a youth, straight away he was a wrong one because he was like a, a thief and mm. he was a, like a rebellious teen. Right. So he's a life of crime from almost from the That's earliest a, I, mean, I, I don't think the sentence has ever been <laughs> finished. And then he became a doctor. <laughs> it just doesn't happen like that, does it? No. Especially if you continue that sentence, and then he became a politician. What, as well? As well, yeah. Really, yeah. really? Yeah. 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 So it was, it was quite bad. It wasn't just, you cheeky... Well, no he, he, no, he was, he was, uh, he was uh, expelled many times from sure. different schools. He yeah. had psychic valuations. Nicking stuff. And each one of those said that mm. he was a nutter, basically. Right. No, okay. <laughs> but I think when he was, what, 11, he let off a firearm in a class. So yeah. took his dad's gun to school Blimey. and fired it into the ceiling in the classroom. God. Yeah. So uh, they called his dad up to the school and his dad burst out laughing. Thought it was hilarious. Yeah, oh. exactly. So you oh, can okay. imagine. So his guidance was... Yeah. Yeah. Aside from and the from, fact that from most gun. accounts, his, his father wasn't really around anyway. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean? That, I mean, that. I mean, there must be other examples, but I can't hmm. think of any 
Oh, he was a right old wrongman, but then he became a doctor and a politician. What? Did he? Did quite well for himself then. Vaguely admirable. <laughs> oh, yes. Well done. He had a, a sort of an interesting route into medical, into the medical <laughs> profession, though, let's be honest. Yes, he did. Yeah. Because uh, he, apart from being a, a wrongman, he did have a little slight influencing factor in his career in the war. You know, there was a massive war where <laughs> which killed hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And that's war! So his experience in World War One was not great. Then he joined in 1916, he got gassed out, and he kept going around all the you know, rest homes to yeah. recuperate. Yeah. And each time he went to one, he would steal whatever he could. Oh, okay. Yeah. Morphine or... Oh, steal or, that. Or whatever, or, or anything. That, meant an apple. Well, yeah, whatever he could get his hands on. <laughs> right, he'd yeah, see okay, Nick, okay. other patients' wallets and yeah, yeah. blankets and things. Yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a kleptomaniac, really. He would nick anything right. with yeah, no okay. real regard for whose yeah. it was or what he wanted it for. Or Yeah. And even despite being diagnosed with mental illness again, he went back to the front in did 1918. He, I was going to say, did he fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, went, he joined up, volunteered. So here's a... Uh, <laughs> a completely unconnected thing. So I I know someone who fought in World War One. Yeah, who uh, was kind of normal and had a bike accident. I don't believe fell that. Off his I bike. don't believe you know anyone who's kind of normal. normal. And he fell off his bike and he hit yes. his head on the curb. Yeah, and there was he had re, you know he's all right, but there was rehabilitation was required, mm. and and seemingly everything's fine now apart from one thing where he's got he literally has got a overwhelming um desire to nick stuff mm. well from a bonk on the head obviously yeah. i mean he doesn't you know he's not he doesn't in the sense of oh, nick to car or you know but he just anything he sees just feels the need to nick stuff and i was like what and anyway so it's so it's yeah. exactly like him. Yeah. <laughs> and has he is that person now a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be. I don't know. If I wasn't aware, he's not. When you say you know someone, <laughs> yeah. is it you? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flat out ask, is it you? <laughs> Where's my laptop? My pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Said Ruth. <laughs> Whenever um, this, uh, this obviously doesn't happen very often. Right. Whenever there's someone turns some lights off or whatever, and I've done it at a football stadium as well, where the floodlights have gone out, yeah. I'll always shout my pearls, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's a cartoon thing to shout, <laughs> or it's a kind of seventies uh, Agatha Christie thing to shout, my pearls. Yeah, yeah. Lights go out. Yeah. There's a single gunshot there. Uh, uh, lights come on again. Yeah, yeah. Lights come on again. All the furniture's moved. <laughs> so Petio, in yes. and out of war, in and out of hospital, mm-hmm. in and out of mental illness diagnoses. Yes. Um, until at one point in 1918, he uh, went in with a foot injury. Allegedly, he blew his own foot off with a grenade or tried to. Oops. Um, he finally got discharged under disability with his foot injury. His grenade foot injury and his <laughs> litany of mental illness diagnoses. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And there was a war veterans education program which he joined. Mm. He did medical school in eight months. Really? Because it was accelerated wow. to get the remaining uh, yes. veterans back into people. the yeah, society. Yeah. 
yeah. more for society than for their benefit because there was what, no one there. And what's even more amazing is that the reason that he was he got out of the war was because of that in that mental assessment they did of him, he was classified as forty percent disabled mentally. Forty. So that was a disabled. publicly on record that it was forty percent. Yeah. 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 Just make him a. Make him a doctor. So, yeah, 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 that's what we'll do. We'll train him to be a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not like a hod carrier or a, (laughs) you know, it's medicine for you. Those hands, those skilled hands of yours. Exactly. When I say he completed medical school in eight months, I don't think that was out of some incredible prowess that he had. I think that was just Mm. hurried along. Right. Do you know what a bandage is? Yes. (laughs) It's your degree. So in 1921, as a qualified doctor, yep. he was getting um, a medical pension from the government and obviously paid because there was no health service. He was getting paid by patients. Mm. Well, that was the, the pension that he got as a result of being registered disabled. Yeah. He was, and he received that pension to the end of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even while in prison. Right, right. But he also started getting a reputation because the, his, the petty thefts continued. Mm-hmm. But also, now that he was a doctor, he was uh, accused of uh, illegal abortion um, and um, supplying narcotics. Yeah, which were easily obtainable. Yeah, but also remember, this is like now in the early 1920s when things like heroin and you could just buy in in the shop. Cocaine, (laughs) yeah. You could could buy cocaine, yeah. Dental-based whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Readily available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. There were gift baskets for troops at the front. Did you know about that? No. You could buy a gift basket from Harrods that had heroin and cocaine and stuff in it to send to troops at the front. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. It gives them a, a healthy pep. Yeah. yeah. It's quite Moorish as a, <laughs> it's a heroin. Isn't it's it? completely non-addictive, according <laughs> to the advertisements. Good for your health. You can put my name at the top of your Christmas list. It's like they used to carry around when they discovered uh, what's was it Marie Curie uh, radium radium when they discovered radium and they put it in everything put it in toothpaste and yeah that's true. Uh, yeah and they're like <laughs> to carry it around it gives you a healthy glow. It should be pointed out that his patients absolutely loved him. Yes, he right. was really popular because they were all high on yeah. narcotics. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because he was re- he was like very attentive. It was one of those doctors who would right, sit right. and listen. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. How are psychopaths you? are good at that. How much money do you have? <laughs> Bring it with <laughs> yeah. you next time. And he would do treatments to the poor patients for free. Right. When I speak to you, please answer yes, doctor, or no, doctor. And when you talk of me, say the doctor did this, or the doctor said so-and-so. The thing I'm most particular about. Yeah, He's just helped them out. Sounds like a nice... You know? Nice no wonder that he was popular. Yeah, what a lovely bloke. Well, his popularity would would, uh, serve him well. Would Mm, there be lots of addicts post-war? Yes. Because of the old lovely gift Well, the likelihood is they would have been diagnosed as having something else, not with Mm. withdrawal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They would be like, oh, he's got got shell shock or something. When he's just a... When he's basically just crackhead. Crackhead, basically. Right, okay. State-sponsored crackheads. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One way to keep your population in line. <laughs> they just do it with chemtrails now. Chemtrails. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Not a thing. Put it in the water. No. <laughs> this is a conspiracy. That's what this is. Now, there was uh, an interesting uh, event in which case one of Petio's patients had a young daughter mm-hmm. and um, Petio had an affair with her in 1926. And she disappeared that year. 
Yeah, there was a police investigation and they couldn't work anything out other than Petio had been apparently observed loading a trunk into his car suspiciously. Right. Okay. Which is, I don't know why, why that would be suspicious. <laughs> but the police investigated and they said, oh, she's probably she must just be a runaway. But it is now, or later, it alleged that she might have been his first murdered victim. Yeah, it did. Well, there was also in that suggested, village, suggested, yeah. shortly afterwards, a wooden case was found in the lake. Mm. That contained the headless body of a young girl. Right. Yeah. It's it's likely yeah. that it was her. I was in a no DNA back then. Got into no. an Uber last night, and Where's I and I loaded my <laughs> suitcase into. It was, it was quite heavy, my suitcase, and I went. I made the noise that most of us make when we lift things. <laughs> sit down. Sit down. Stand yep. up. Lift. <laughs> uh, Stretch, yeah. and it was a kind of <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, he, he, within within a point one of a second, he said, "I assume there's a dead body in there." Like with a completely <laughs> completely uh, monotone, uh, straight face. I, I presume that's a dead body. I went, "Yeah, not complete." Uh, the, the correct. I was going to say the correct answer is <laughs> most of. <laughs> Some technically, of it. no. <laughs> But mine was merely a hilarious quip from a uh, <laughs> cab driver. But his was actual. A, was poss- it? a probable, possible, mm, likely right, actual. Okay. Yeah. Because it was thought that she may have got pregnant and that was a point that he wanted. Exactly. Uh, right, well, this is a situation that's not I'm not in control of anymore. So if she was his first victim, then he's now established a, an excellent way of solving problems. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> mm. And he got away with it. And yeah. he got away with it, yeah. That particular one. In, yes. So that year, 1926, that's when he decided to start his political career um, as a popular doctor. Yes. And therefore mm. local That happens quite a lot, doesn't it? Like yeah. popular local... There's, there's various GP politicians yeah. or doctor politicians, basically, aren't there? Yeah, it's a figure of respect, I suppose, yeah, in education, yeah, sure, yeah. particularly then. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> popular public figure becomes a... Just yeah. a different kind of popular yeah, public sure. figure. Exactly. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger it's a, it's making. A, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a side step. Yeah. Let's list. <laughs> Let's all men. the popular. Chichilina. How do we get? <laughs> so Petio ran for mayor. That's a good idea. I could run for mayor. Mm. And he won. So he achieved the mayoral dog. Oh, but how did he win? Well, he <laughs> did hire people to disrupt the other candidates' uh, campaigns. Oh, really? He was holding a political debate. That was disrupted. He hired people to disrupt the event. What, like ask searching <laughs> questions no, to I the mean, other candidates? No, physically disrupt the event. Oh, okay. It had to be stopped. Mm. It's classic kind of... Um, Skullduggery. Well, yeah, mm. but I'm talking about just the narcissistic angle that you're coming... If you've basically, you have murdered someone, Yeah. Uh, as instead of, I don't know, lying low or just carrying on what you're doing or moving or whatever, you actually, yeah. do you know what? I am now going to this this <laughs> euphoria yeah. uh, that I've got from that. It makes me want to run for office. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? I've done something. I definitely want to now keep a low profile. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I'll keep a low profile in the town hall. <laughs> wearing, Hiding in plain sight. Wearing yeah, chains. Wearing a sash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like a like a pathological liar. Sure, it just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever you'd say or do, it just find an angle that would make his interpretation look like the truth. Sure, yeah. For yeah. however short a period. Oh, know. how <laughs> modern life hasn't changed at all. No. I want people to look at me and say, 
And that is one big mayor. Now, while in office, he immediately began embezzling funds. No, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He There's was... these huge contracts that he would sign mm. to pay these other companies to do works. The works would never happen. Right. The money would be paid. The companies never really existed. Yeah. So there's loads of receipts for all of this work that would never happen. Right. Oh, okay. As mayor, I promise to root out the source of this corruption. So the people who are suffering from his thefts and his financial skullduggery and shenanigans, they complained to the prefecture mm. and he got suspended. But because he was so popular, particularly with his own council, they all resigned. He resigned. They also resigned. So they basically had to... Uh, <laughs> like arm Spartacus. Had to back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Wow. So he really was loved. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In fact, very shortly after that, he got elected to the to the council of the of the prefecture. Right. So they one minute they suspend him and then now he's on the board. Central European politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were now in the 1930s, early 1930s. He did lose his, his seat on the, on the prefecture, on the council, mm. because he was accused of stealing electricity. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Not like to take in, it home in a satchel at the end of yeah. work. <laughs> Via... That and a roll of toilet paper. Wires in the street, kind of. I don't know what they mean by that. It's, don't really it's not expanded upon. I don't really know how you can do it any other way. Stealing electricity, yeah. Yeah, it just must be unmetered use of electricity. You know when you go to, uh, yeah. I don't know, like India or something, and then a telegraph pole has got a thousand wires yeah. coming out of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's that kind of... So now Petio has relocated himself to Paris, and he's set up a new practice. But the rumours of the abortions and, and narcotics follow. It's, a, it's an interesting uh, balance between the accusations around him of corruption or, or dubious practice and the popularity that he's getting from his patients and from people in office. I'm a man of respect around here. They love me around here. I'm a swell guy. He seems to be very much respected. So when people complain about him, he gets away with stuff because mm. they go, oh, he wouldn't do that. You know, it's corrupt official kind of thing. So much so that by 1936, he's basically, he's made médecins d'état civil which is basically a medical examiner. Mm. So he can now sign death certificates. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're dead. God. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. Wow. And um, in interestingly, in the same year as that, he also <laughs> was put um, put away in a mental institution for kleptomania. Oh my God. During right. the same time period. I don't understand how this is all going on side by side. Yeah, yeah. So th through this forest of red flags yeah. Stand, yeah, yeah. stands this pristine man, you know. Yeah. Surrounded by red tape. Jimmy yeah. Savile-esque. <laughs> well, very well, much so, yeah. So carry on as normal. The national... No, I mean, it, well, he was kind of a national treasure, wasn't he? Mm. For yeah. Well, a certainly a, a local different set of crimes, but yeah, it was kind of it's the, the same, same sense of escape, hideousness, you know? yeah. uh, but but championed and loved and on mm. telly constantly. Yeah, somehow made of Teflon. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wrote to him once. <laughs> did you write to him? Jimmel? Yeah, might have done. Yeah, might have done. I've certainly I, I, did a drawing, which I still have. When of, I was about of what? Seven. Of what? <laughs> of him sat life in his big square <laughs> oh, chair. <God. laughs> With a pipe. I don't know why he's got a pipe. But. Never spoke to yeah, a pipe. Yeah, cigar. Famously cigar. And he had a tease made in the arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, um, can I go to Legoland uh, yes. with you? <laughs> Knock yourself <laughs> With you, Jim. Um, Did you get a letter? Well, back? fortunately not. No, no reply? Mm. No. Not his type? <laughs> no. Too old for him? Clearly not, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shiver, literal yeah, shivers went down. Yeah. So come 1940 then, 
World War Returns. And that's war! WW2. Yes. Mm. The quickening. <laughs> <laughs> so, Petio, ever the, uh, the friend to his patients, would give fake disability papers to anyone who was drafted to serve as labour engineer. To labor get out of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So, 1940, Germany defeated France. Yes. People are now Our being devils. drafted for labour. How are they? And Petio is getting them out of it. Because right, okay. he's the good... Labour to do what? Rebuild things because well, everything's to been fl- Go flat. to Germany to make guns. And oh, right. Oh, occupied France. Occupied France. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's like a resistance-esque. Yeah. I'll get you out of it. Yeah. So Petio, well, he always claimed throughout the war and after that he worked for the resistance. Right, okay. And he was doing great things like this. Although, in fact, there's no evidence of that. In fact, all the resistance movements after the war said they didn't. He didn't do anything, Mm. and all the resistance movements that he quoted that he worked for didn't exist. So, (laughs) but regardless of that, he helped people. But he did not go to Mm. German, well, labour, labour camps, forced labour. Yeah, right. Yeah, so this is German-occupied Paris. Yeah. So 1940, France capitulates. The Germans occupy basically the top two thirds mm-hmm. and, and the coast and on the, the coast, west, yep. the west coast of France, and then the rest of it is basically a puppet state. Yeah, yeah. And all the colonies are run by the puppet state as well. Vichy. So while he's in, working in Paris, people being drafted into into labour, he's giving them false disabilities. Right. Oh, okay. So Again, they don't have to go. Quite what nice a good bloke. Yeah. Yeah, that'll make him popular. What's to not love? Yeah, and then anyone coming back from Germany, he'd like treat them for free. Who would come back with illness? I mean, he's top bloke. He's what a, a lovely guy. Yeah. Lovely guy. Hundred good deeds cannot atone for one murder. 1942. He uh, he got a conviction for overprescribing addictive yeah, drugs. Yeah, but he was doing it for. I don't know why he was doing it for, for nice, nice for reasons. Well, there were two addicts who were going to stand against him, but they mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> but he still got convicted. What do you mean anyway. addicts who standed because he who were going to stand as prosecution witnesses that he was overprescribing oh, okay. narcotics. But they then he got us this way addicted to drugs. right. Oh, okay, but they mysteriously vanished. So, but he was still convicted anyway. Oh, okay, he got a fine of two thousand four hundred francs. Two hundred quid. That seems quite a lot, actually, doesn't it? 20 quid. 2,400 francs in 1942. 20 quid, I'm going to say. No, I reckon it's like 20,000 pounds. <laughs> so we're close. I, I, I don't know why we've zeroed on the word, starting with the word 20. Got <laughs> both of us. Okay, so 20,000 francs would be $400, so 2,400 francs. So it's probably 200 quid. Like 40, $45, I reckon, oh, at the time. Oh, at the time. Forty-five dollars American. So then, it might be twenty quid. And then I was thinking, more would it be worth now? One dollar in nineteen forty-two is worth eighteen dollars today. So it's eight hundred and thirty-three dollars. So it's about six hundred quid. Six hundred, six fifty, something like that. You said twenty thousand. Yeah. You madman. <laughs> I said so. It's two hundred and I said twenty. I mean, like, so I win the war money debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were definitely closer. It just seems like yes. eight hundred, six hundred quid now for overprescribing. It's not murder, is it? Because he prescribed just... narcotics. That's not the issue. The word, no. the word is over. I suppose he's yeah. written an, an extra prescription or two. Yeah. Whoopsie. 
I suppose. No. Is it a, it's a slap on the wrist, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Although, when you think that... <laughs> obviously, it was enough of a slap on the wrist that two people mysteriously disappeared. Oh, yeah, yeah. forgot about that. Let's yeah. not forget, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't slapped on the wrist because of that. No, no, no. no Where no, are no. they? I don't know. Anyway. Well, well they're addicts. Anyway. They just... Dis- they could be... They're probably yeah. at the bottom of a river somewhere. You can't trust them. <laughs> well, they were at the bottom of a river. Well, they were at the bottom. They were in the sand. They didn't know that at the time. <laughs> were they? Yeah. They were mad as well. Likely. Well, it was, it was later... I think later on, uh, a couple of bodies were discovered. Or more than a couple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if those two particularly among them, but yes. Water leaves us no trace evidence of any kind. Oh, uh, okay. Some Typically some with heads removed and, strangely, stab wounds in the thighs. Right, yeah. Well, you'd know all about it. In fact, I'm surprised <laughs> one of your ancestors, one of them walking by, there's some thighs in the <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've forgotten your familiarity with aquatic thighs. <laughs> well, well, the thing that's interesting about the stab wounds in the thighs yeah, is that they're not, they're not for stabbing, but a, um, what? a pathologist says... To let the air out. No, it's like when you're, when you're doing a... Oh, when you do a when you're chopping potato. somebody up. <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing a post-mortem on someone, it's pretty common, like, you need somewhere to put your knife. So it's actually pretty oh, common yeah, yeah, to just yeah. stab knife. it in yeah, the leg. Yeah, because butchers, butchers go... Like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, and you yeah. just poke it into the thigh, carry yes, on work. Yes, yes. They never mention that on CSI. You don't have do like it. a... No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have yeah. a, like a, I don't know, a surgeon's pincushion. <laughs> you just use the thigh. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> just pop that in the old surgeon's pincushion. <laughs> Interesting. I'm sure on TV they have a nice little tray next to them on a trolley. Which yeah, they gently sure, put sure, them yeah. down in a perfect row. Yeah. Mm. But in reality, they just poke it in the thigh and carry on because it's <laughs> in exactly the right position to pick up again when you Absolutely, need it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Hello, my name's Mark Decano and I host the Comedy in a Nutshell podcast in which I talk with those in and around the comedy circuit and most especially the comedians about what comedy means to them. Simon Amstel plus Lena Dunham plus Mr Blobby. I thought that would be a good combo. Every gig you get is somebody else not getting a gig. I've had sometimes I've had people like pull out a notepad and I've been like, oh no, no, thank you. You are a jester and you're here to bring light relief to people's lives. Somebody at the end was like, oh my God, she's dirty. <laughs> and I was like, like oh. Thank you very much. My boyfriend says he feels like he has to tread very carefully because he was like, I know that everything has the potential to become material. I can now give to people and they definitely in that moment are having a good time. So if you want to know more about what comedy means to the people at its heart, then hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Comedy in a nutshell, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fringe, baby. So as the war went on, Petio spent most of his time working on false escape routes. Right. He would have the code name Dr. Eugène, and there was a, a, an escape line so that anyone wanted by the Germans or by the Vichy government, he could get them out of France. All he had to do was pay 25,000 francs to him. To him. Yep. And he could get them through this, this secret escape route all the way to South America, to like Argentina, through right. Portugal. Okay. It's um, Sounds brilliant. nice. Sounds great. Helpful chap. Yeah, what a good bloke. I mean, he's, <laughs> at this time he's making... He's known for helping. ...making yeah. money out, or they have to pay for it, as opposed to him... Oh, well, yeah, I mean... The kindness of... You know, well, there'll be smugglers to pay, there'll be bribes, yeah, bribes to, pay. to pay. yeah, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still <laughs> lovely. I'm sure he's for, forgers to have passports <laughs> made up. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Right. So he got some accomplices to help him on his escape network, named Fourier, Pintar and Nezonde, and they would basically gather up 
people trying to flee and direct them to him, to Dr. Mm -hmm. Eugene. Mm -hmm. So these are uh, escaping Jews, people from the resistance, other criminals. Um, right. What would happen was once they got to the doctor, he would say, well, uh, the Argentine officials, for when you get there, you have to be inoculated. So I have to give you a vaccine. Uh, yes, doctor. Right. And yeah, vaccine yeah, yeah. Certificate. So you need a vaccine certificate to get in. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then he would eject them with cyanide. Right. Thinking <laughs> behind bothering. Well, they would they because would then they would die. <laughs> well, I know, but they why, would definitely why? not catch the disease. Well, they would. They yeah. <laughs> well, they I know that, but I mean, why? Why isn't he? So they would agree to be yeah. ejected. And then he earns. And then he take. It. He's had twenty-five thousand francs times without having to do however, any work. Yeah. <laughs> And then, plus whatever they've got on them, yeah. they're fleeing with all their they, valuables. Yeah, exactly. You would always tell them to bring your most valuable possessions right. with yeah, you. Okay. Bullion, pearls, <laughs> gems. <laughs> My pearls! Cash. Yeah. Because yeah. you can use those when you get there. Well, so this oh. mythical... To start this, this mythical escape plan, yeah. Yeah, it's all nonsense. Um, right, my opinion's <laughs> wavering. <laughs> Are we talking a lot of people? Yes. He started small, as yep. you do. But then he started to industrialise. Sure. Well, if he's got three people directing, mm. three workers directing people to him. Yeah. And they were earning from this as well. Of course. He'd be paying yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, he was charged with 27 murders. I thought you were going to say more, quite a lot more than that. but It's thought he killed more than 60. Right, yeah. But it could be in the hundreds. Which I Well, I he openly claimed at least be. 45. Yeah. But he's saying, you know, these are bad people, so would you care about them? Why are they bad? Well, they'd be, they well he, they'd be Nazis. Um, he claimed... Oh, they're fleeing yeah. Nazis, right, okay, yeah. Well, the classic... That's South, his claim. South American... Again, yeah, he yeah, claimed right, later yeah. on that he only got... You know, he when, when they found all the bodies, he said, well, yes, I killed enemies of France. Yes, you know, right, they yeah. Were, yeah, they were Nazis. And on the basis of that was a classic escape uh, route to that part of the world... Yeah. Then you could say that, basically, couldn't you? Uh, yeah. The, the odd thing is, cyanide's actually really expensive. It's not like... Well, he had cheap... 25 grand in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not that expensive. I'm sure for someone, I mean, I don't think he... Weirdly, I don't think he was doing it for the money. I don't... I can't really see why he was doing it. Oh, yeah, he was 100% because he was for the money. Well, yeah, but he and wasn't living the some of it. extraordinary life. I mean, he was pretty comfortable, but all these possessions were just bundled up in his house. Right. It's just kind of stockpiling. Well, yes. Also, he was a lunatic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> which had been well diagnosed many times. So be using like quite he an just expensive just taking cyanide, all their stuff. And it's easier to be a kleptomaniac if they bring it to you. <laughs> and cyanide killed you very gently. You know, it was a kind death. You're not a doctor. You'd jet you with cyanide. Kind death. You'd kind a kind get murder. You'd sleepy, you'd sit down in the chair and you'd pass out and die. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's not like in the films? No, really. What about a tab more, more tablet thing? Classic. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quick and relatively painless. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, you'd, basically, you'd pass out and mm. then die, yeah. So Dr. Eugene had his own form of eugenics. Yay. Hey. Hey. That's the joke of the show. Yep. That's the only one, <laughs> that's, folks. That's a, that's a form of joke. <laughs> yep. So Petio would dump the bodies in the Seine. Hmm. But later on, in 1941, he bought a new house at 21 Rue Le Sur, which is hmm. near the Arc de Triomphe, the world's worst hmm. roundabout. Oh, yeah, 10, yeah. 15 minutes walk from Arc de Triomphe. Still there? The Triomphe, yeah, still yeah. there. <laughs> 20, 21 uh, Rue Le Sueur was knocked down in the 50s. Mm -hmm. 
Because of trophy hunters? Probably. Or just... Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it probably just derelict and nobody wanted to live there. Having now moved to a new location, he would bury or burn the bodies in the basement of mm. his new right, yes, house. Yes. Uh, when they finally went into the house, they found, I think, remains of 23 people in the basement. Mm. He had a, a pit which was layered up with quicklime. Mm. So he would desiccate the bodies in the quicklime, and when they were dry enough to burn, he'd burn them in the furnace. And why are they burning the bodies? Why don't they bury them? Turned mm. out quite a big basement. Yeah. Mm. Well, he had a lot of money because of all the thousands yes, of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, at some point, the Gestapo mm. found out that there was a, a so-called escape route for people they were interested in. Robert Yodkum, the um, SS officer of the Gestapo, Gestapo. He, was, um, he was the guy that f- caught him and arrested him mm-hmm. and then subsequently tortured and interrogated him for eight months. Yes. The Gestapo, they arrested the three three other guys, Fourier, Pintard and Nizane. Yep. Arrested them. They didn't know any resistance people. Hmm. They only knew him. Dr. Eugène. Yeah. So the only thing they could reveal under torture was that Dr. Eugène was Marcel Petier. So then they released Nizane and picked up Petier. Yeah who then he was tortured for months, and he didn't know any resistance people either. <laughs> so they literally couldn't reveal anything because they knew nothing. So ultimately, they were released. Yes, his fellow prisoners said he was the bravest resistance fighter they'd ever met. That's the guy! That's the hero! Yeah. <laughs> he didn't tell anything because he didn't know anything. Yeah, he had his teeth filed. All sorts of horrible oh, things oh, were done to him. Yeah. You can't scare me with this Gestapo crap. Jodkum was sent back to Germany shortly after this. And was never seen again. And it was thought that he was just got rid of for embarrassing the Gestapo. Because yeah. he didn't find out. Yeah. He well, he, um, uh, Jodkum, he got a prisoner and basically made the prisoner try and infiltrate this, this escape route, this network. Yeah. And then, weirdly, he just disappeared. <laughs> Dang, where'd they go? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, that. <laughs> so in 1944, the Gestapo released the men. Everyone's out. On 11th of March... Neighbours in the Rue Le Sur noticed a bit of a smell. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that it's comes really, up. Yeah, yeah. Acrid smoke billowing out of the chimney. Yes. Absolutely. This had been going on for a day or so as well. Didn't yeah, it? long time. So kind of greasy smoke. Your class, your classic. I oh, know, you said they were drunk. Yeah, one of the neighbours was being sick as a result of it. Yeah. Police called the fire brigade because they thought there might be a fire in the chimney, which of course is you would expect there's a fire yeah. in the chimney. Hello, police. Can you call the fire brigade? But uh, they did. F- <laughs> <laughs> so they broke into the house and they found uh, the basement. Um, obviously, they found. It's got a basement. <laughs> but there in the basement, there was a fire, and there in the fire mm. were human remains oh, and the pit. In the yeah. back garden and bags of bits that'll, of birds. That'll do it. <laughs> uh, but also, as Rue uh, alluded to, all the property of the people, all the victims' ah, stuff yes, was yes. just like possessions sc- scattered around yeah, the house. Yeah, all yeah. the bags, dozens of suitcases, yeah. and loads of possessions, like masterpiece paintings, just kind of stacked one on top of each other in the corner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jewelry, all sorts of things, passports. Yeah. You know. Yes, all the money in the world, and what good is it? And news of this discovery spread like wildfire. Now, bear in mind, there's a war on. <laughs> Pretty large conflagration is occurring. This is Scandinavians have heard about this story. It's all across Europe. So now, Petio has to flee. 
He flees. Of course he does. Although he turns up at the scene of the fire. Oh, weird detail on a green bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he can't be seen in the claiming, city. Man. Claiming to be the brother, the owner's brother. Right. Because of course there's this division between Gestapo and the French police. French police like want to look after French people and French yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the Gestapo that people don't want to talk to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So he turns up and speaks to the French police and says, I'm the owner's brother. We're working for the resistance. I'm, I'm probably for the chop next. The mm. Gestapo will be at my house. Mm. So there'll be, and there'll be loads of documents here relating to collaborators. So let me go and get the paperwork for these collaborators <laughs> and destroy it. So the French police go, oh, yeah, yeah, go, 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 sort it out. Great you go. Yeah, yeah. Tidy up. Don't mm. worry, I'll, I'll keep the Germans away. I'll create a diversion. <laughs> yeah, come so cover your crops. Off he goes. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good for him. The lovely police. <laughs> so for the summer of 1944, while well, there's, you know, an Allied invasion going yeah, on yeah, much in so. northern France, Petio was hiding out, claiming with the people he hid that the Gestapo were after him because he'd been killing these informers and collaborators yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and Germans. He's changing his name, he's growing out his beard and all sorts of things like that. He has a dozen names and he could look like a hundred people. And then when the when Paris was liberated in the summer of 44, he changed his name to Henri Valéry and joined the Parisian uprising. So he's, yeah. so he's part of the... He joined the FFI, didn't the he? The FFI, the French Forces of the Interior. Hmm. And he became a, a counter-espionage captain. Right. So, so <laughs> he's again he's, he's becoming good at a career ladders. Yeah, he's very good. He's quite a chameleon. He's yeah. I mean he's just got the brass to just stand up and yeah, yeah. Right. say, Hey everybody, yeah, look yeah. at me. And I've got loads of money and I'm uh, a respected doctor and another Well, yeah. he, he, it technically isn't then because he's changed his, he's started afresh, I presume. And I just go, Henri, didn't you used to be well, uh, Dr. <laughs> Marcel? I suppose if people did know him, they would know him as uh resistance <laughs> that's yeah, the story yeah. you would have been putting about so as a psychopath he doesn't like he doesn't care about your opinion no it no. doesn't matter to him whether he can steer you to what he wants very you know. thick yeah yeah now there was a newspaper called resistance mm -hmm. which published an article about marcel petio and marcel petio was uh, affronted by the article yeah. so he wrote to his his attorney saying that all the allegations about that person were were lies but that implied that he was still in town because yeah. <laughs> he'd read the, this On, newspaper, the, the Parisian yeah, newspaper. Yeah. So they started looking for him. And of course, in, in order to find him, they, they drafted in Henri Valerie. <laughs> of, <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, the classic story of yeah, yeah. the killer he's hunting himself. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not, not here. Yeah, yeah. I can't see him anywhere. Who do you think he's probably... Probably gone. Different country, probably. Yeah, exactly. South America. <laughs> He's probably escaped to Argentina. I know, right away. <laughs> anyway, in October right. of 1944, he got recognised while ah. attempting to flee the city um, in a Paris metro. Oi! He had 31,700 francs in his possession, mm. a gun, and 50 different identity documents. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you would, I suppose, yeah. One, one amusing coincidence is at the end of uh, Rue de la Sueur, or Rue la, la Sueur, mm. you come out and you turn right and there's a metro station just there called 
Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah. yeah. Although the coincidence is, is more modern because um, it was only in I think, 1946 that it got the name Argentine as a nod to the help that they gave Paris uh, during what, the war. By harbouring. By, no, harboring no, by, send, by sending food parcels and stuff. That. You know, <laughs> we'll send you food. You send us. <laughs> you send us fascists. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't that the name, but I thought it was quite an amusing coincidence. <laughs> so Marcel Petio was arrested, yes. imprisoned. Hmm. And he, obviously, he uh, he kept Denied up the story. Yeah, he kept up his his story that obviously he he had killed, but only enemies yes, of France. He would killed yeah, collaborators. because yeah. oh, obviously loads of people had done that in in the name of France. Yeah, perhaps in not the- in that style. <laughs> he said the bodies in the basement. They were there when I bought the place. Were there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said that they were already there. They were not, those were. He'd yeah. already admitted that he killed people. Not my bodies. Why would I get rid of them? I just left them there. He said, a... "Yes, I killed people, but not the people in my house. Right. <laughs> not those bodies. Yeah, so that's yeah, nothing yeah. to do with me." He was already dead when I killed him. I assumed that my <laughs> resistance. <laughs> Brethren killed them. So I just left them there. So I just left them there, <laughs> and all their stuff and had a fire. Then had a big fire. Yeah. A gathering. So of course, like, as I said, that the the police sort of <laughs> found out from all the resistance groups. It's like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing to do with any of us. <laughs> You know, and then say, oh, well, about this resistance group, he said he knows X group and Y group. And he goes, I've never heard of them either. They don't exist. So he was charged with 27 murders mm. and 135 different crimes in total, <laughs> yeah, of cool. which 27 were murder. But I think he probably got away with hundreds more, basically. But Potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pretty industrial, that. Mm. I've, I've seen the footage of the basement and it's, it, you know, <laughs> it oh, looks yeah. like, a lot of in- industrial disposal. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and I can't emphasise this enough. <laughs> there was a massive war on. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, so sure, sure. criminals tend to get away with quite a lot yes, during, yes, do, when yeah. people's during the entire war. population's attention yeah. is elsewhere. Yeah, sure. You know, so I mean, the likelihood is, if you admit twenty, then it's probably two hundred. You know, sure, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so was he guilty? On the 19th of March, 1946, he went to trial. 135 charges, I'll say. A lot yep. of it would have been, like, fraudulent documents, etc., etc. Uh, okay, yep. But 27 murders, for profit. They estimated he would have made 200 million francs in total. Wow. Out of fees from and theft from oh, these wow. people. Petio loved being on trial. Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> he loved it. He liked the attention. <laughs> he was taunting the, the, all the lawyers. When he went into the court, didn't he say something to the effect of, this is going to be a lot of fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He absolutely, he, it was of centre stage, which is why, you know, he was the mayor for crying so out. So he was he like loved being in charge. Yeah. You know, being the authority, having the power, whatever it was that was happening, if he could control it somehow. He was I mean, happy. let's face it, it goes back to me going, why did he want to become mayor? Is yeah. that just continuation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, He said that all the victims had been collaborators or mm-hmm. agents or, or, and that people that he helped were all alive and well and living in South America. <laughs> but you can't were. find them because I've given them all new identities. Yes, they made it. Course, I mean, to be fair, the, uh, yeah. that's not the worst thing to say because that's mm. exactly everything he said is exactly what people wanted to yeah. happen or believe probably wouldn't it exactly exactly mm. and this is why he got away with all the things he got away yeah, with. this yeah. is why he kept make, being a respected civil servant and, and as well as, as doctor and everything because everything he says is always 
yes, that makes perfect sense. It's a perfectly reasonable sure, yeah, thing yeah. to say. He finally admitted to killing 63 people. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Whether that's true or not. But he said he only killed 19 of the 27 people who were found in his house. Why he would differentiate. Yeah. But he said that 63 people were all enemies, i.e. Germans okay. or spies. Sure. Or yeah. I imagine then that the ones that he didn't admit to that they charged him with were probably people you couldn't have got away with saying, oh, I, I did kill them, but they were bad. Yeah, yeah. He's basically saying, yeah. Like, oh, so you mean blatantly yeah, yeah. good people that yeah, he would have Right, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so his defence obviously said, look, he's a massive resistance hero. He's he's not a horrible Absolute. serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's killed collaborators in Germans. He's a basically a, yeah, a national resistance hero. But um, he was not believed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he was finally convicted of 26 of the 27 charges of murder, sentenced to death. It seems that you've been living two lives. So was that still the guillotine? Yeah. Yes, it was. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I was hesitating when I was saying it because I thought, surely <laughs> it's not still, yeah. still that. Yeah. Because the last guillotine was only 77. Yeah, we talked God. about that. Was, yeah. pu- was that the public? Yeah, no, no, the last public one was 1939. Right, yes. So no. it was... And that was in France, 77, but I think in elsewhere it's 85, mm-hmm. I think. Wow. So 25th of May, 1946, they struggled getting the guillotine to work, but they finally oh, yeah, succeeded, yeah. and he was beheaded. He got what's coming to him, because he beheaded people, didn't he? In, 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 the, allegedly. The, uh, the, uh, the headless... Well, Rue was saying about headless corpses being mm. found. Yes, but we don't know that they well, they were right. just some bodies. Oh, don't ruin my... <laughs> my brilliant... Well, it was observation. Several, several of the bodies that were found in the Seine matched time-wise and kind of size, age and gender-wise victims that were missing you know, within the week or two before yes. they were discovered. You know, yeah, one but, of them being an eight-year-old boy. You know. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. On the other hand, even yes. today, they pull how many bodies out of the city? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Le Monde reports roughly fifty bodies a year in the Seine, just in Paris. To this day. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. All Petio's victims. <laughs> yeah. Still new, them up new now. ones. Still digging up there. Wasn't me. It was Petio. Yeah. Doctor Sapon. <laughs> well, when he walked to the gallows, oh yeah, yeah. In, no, um, this, this no is a, court, no, not the gallows. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he approached Madame Guillotine, thank you. Yeah, in, um, in the courtyard at Sante Prison, he turned to the crowd and he said, said oi, oi. "Look away, this won't be pretty." Right, there was public. No, there were people there, but it wasn't public. Uh. But it was packed. <laughs> it was a packed crowd. So it wasn't. It wasn't done eight, like in an open square officials. inside yeah, a prison. Yeah. But it was. You yeah. know, there would have been viewers, because there's viewers even at electrocutions now. Well, they're kind of observers. Yeah. 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 So I have one more date before we go away. Of course I have. Of course yeah. you have. <laughs> no, it was just. I thought it was really interesting that when do you think the guillotine was removed from the penal code in France? This morning. <laughs> Today. Well, you said it's going to be ridiculous. What did you say? Nineteen eighty-five. Globe, globally. Are you talking globally? No, no. In France. In France. Yeah. So, what was that before? Seventy-seven. You said seventy-seven was the last execution, which means it was probably another. Well, the next day they would. Two thousand and seven. Put it in a box. No, it's, it's not as recent as that. It's nineteen eighty-one. Penal code stated any person sentenced to death will be decapitated. Oh, so they took the term 
Oh. Yeah, so that's that was removed. Oh, that after, term was yeah, removed. Yeah, after 1981. They will be killed, but we're not going to tell you how. Yeah, mm. they'll be decapitated. And they're going to be decapitated. <laughs> so method, just with this spoon. <laughs> <laughs> with a dripping tap. Oh, this biro. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So there is a French film from 1990 called Really Good Doctor Petiot, which talks about the war years. It's strangely compassionate towards him. God. Oh yeah. It's I mean classically French. It tells it from Petiot's perspective, pretty much. And he is the kind of avuncular, friendly, pleasant doctor. Of course he is. Yeah. Just happens to kill people. It's a good film though. It's really good. It um, stars Michel Serrault as... He looks like him. The lead. He does look like yeah. him. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. You might know him from La Cage aux Folles. I can't remember what he looks like. It's like Marcel Petit. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's film, Monsieur Verdoux, is based mostly on Bluebeard, but it's, a, it's supposedly a right, character. Okay. Characters. Right, yeah. Basically, it's any French serial killer. Yeah, of course. So there would have been influence. All two of them. <laughs> All both. There is also a 2019 karmic miniseries yeah. <laughs> um, called The Butcher of Paris. Which Do you is mean comic a books, physical... Like a graphic novella. Yeah, right, okay. Which called The Butcher of Paris, which is about the story. But surprisingly, very little otherwise, considering it's mm. got war and spies and mm. murder. It's got and a lot of yeah. quite a good stuff in I it. I think there would be a, more movies made of it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's make a film. Oh, the f- French one is good. I think it's a it's a decent film. It's well worth watching. Michel but it's a shame Serrault. that it's the only one because, as they say, there's, there's so much rich texture around it. Yeah. Maybe it's a touchy subject. Yeah. That's all for this time and for this series. Any outgoing thoughts, chaps? It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to choose yeah. one. Malloy. Malloy, interesting. Yeah, I, lo- I just love the story. I think it's a brilliant story. Yeah, it is and, a really good story. Know. And I do remember we had a lot of fun recording We that. did, yeah. <laughs> well, mainly because we were like, what? Is he he's, obviously he's dead. Hang on. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... Well, if you've said... Right, we can't choose the same one. So I'll say uh, Millennium Dome. Mm, yeah. Which was, uh, well, it was modern day and it was a heist and it was just, I quite like that kind of... The heisty. The planning and what ultimately happened mm-hmm. kind of story. Yeah. Well, if we're, not, if we're definitely not allowed to pick the same one. No, you can't. Those <laughs> the rules that you just made up. I think I'd probably have to go with Rasputin. Yep. Really? Yeah. I would have laid money you'd pick the screen. Oh yeah, mm. the sigh, <laughs> <laughs> the heavy sigh. Or as, as one of our listeners put it, echoing Jed, two blokes on a pier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a, no, a bald bloke on bald a pier. bloke on a pier. Bald bloke on a pier. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's also true. <laughs> 
Um, we've had a couple of comments on our YouTube channel. Mm. Um, obviously, we don't video this, but for good reason, <laughs> for, for very good, many, very good reasons. Uh, we we each have a face for radio. <laughs> yeah, but the pod is put Just as put a video on format on yeah. on YouTube, but without a visual, obviously. And it had a couple of comments from uh, um, Wheeland IV or Wheeland Four, who said, "Great podcast, peeps, in relation to the Blue Beard of Gambai episode." And Thank you, Wheeland. The same person also commented on Marbaka episode. I heart you chaps, smile emoji. <laughs> we heart you nice. too, Wheeland. <laughs> we heart all over the place. So yeah, a couple of nice comments. And always welcome. Yeah, yeah. Send Say us whatever you want. Is there um, subjects that we can look forward to for when we start up again? Yes. Um, and I'll tell you if I want to do them. <laughs> it, well, there are a few that I am proposing for the forthcoming season. Oh, yeah. Which may or may not be confirmed, but these are the ideas that are currently on the table. The acid bath murderer, John George Haig. Very Wonder famous. what that's about. <laughs> when was that? That is from the 1940s. Right, fine. The Dalton Gang, which is a US a late 19th century American gang. Fine. Uh, the Brinks Matt Bullion Heist from Heathrow. Which one? Ah, oh, brilliant. The Heathrow yeah, yeah. one, yeah. The uh, Brinks Matt, I don't know what the dates are. But we're approaching 40 years, aren't we? Um, this November will be the 40th Ooh. anniversary. Yeah. Is that why we're doing it? Yes. Oh, right. Sorry, I've just... <laughs> By the way, listen in for when we make that announcement that we've just made. I've just ruined it. Um, Lord Lucan. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh excellent. <laughs> In fact, I'm surprised we haven't done that before, because that's kind of obvious, isn't it? That's, uh, that's a really good one. That's a good one. And I thought we might talk about the theft of the Stone of Schoon. Ah. The Stone of what? Schoon. The Stone of Schoon. Schoon. Well, it being coronation year and all, um, they would have needed that to mm. crown the king. Kind of. Uh, yeah. All exciting stuff to look forward to mm, in the yes. upcoming season. Thanks season very much five. for listening. I, I mean, I've no idea if anyone's listening, but oh, yeah, I still thank the people uh, because we enjoy doing it and Mark enjoys putting adverts for his other podcasts <laughs> in, in this podcast. Quite right. Because otherwise, <laughs> where else is he going to put This one has an audience. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website. That's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us. That's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Rue and to all of you for listening. And we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary. (laughs) 